Hi guys, this is Michael from the Shweekly Podcast. Here at the Shweekly, we appreciate our listeners, which is why I want to be honest with you guys right now. Things are not looking good for the show. These episodes are very expensive to make and require lots of production. But we do it because we care. We do it because we believe you, the listeners, deserve to hear the news. And not just the good news, but also the bad news. That's what makes the Shweekly stand out from the different news shows out there. It's because we don't shy away from delivering the bad news. But unfortunately, we cannot do it without any financial backing. Shows like these are expensive. Heck, the theme song alone cost us $150. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's sink or swim for us right now. Jim O'Donnell from Mezuzah Home Security Systems, the parent company of the New York Times, wants to drop us. He says that our show hemorrhages money and that the added cost of making visors put us in the red. But we have this one chance to prove him wrong. That is why I, Michael Marlborough, ask you, the listeners, to support the show in any way you can. Donate money, buy from our sponsors, or even donate to our Patreon. Let's show Jim O'Donnell from Mezuzah Home Security Systems that the Shweekly is more than just a podcast. Let's show them that here at the Shweekly, we bring the news to you every day on a Shweekly basis. Thank you. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Mabaro, and this is the Shweekly. In a strange happening sweeping across the nation, employees throughout various sectors have suddenly begun quitting their jobs in droves. Today, I speak with political scientist, economist, and part-time botanist Mark Wallstreetberg to understand why nobody wants to work anymore. It's Wednesday. March 16th. So, Mark, tell me, what is happening right now? So, it all started on Monday, which is, as we know, everyone's least favorite day. So, sometime after lunch that day, in offices all around the country, people just out of nowhere, started quitting their job on the spot and walking out, seemingly never to be heard from again. But what's particularly unnerving about the situation is not just the fact that large swaths of people left their jobs and continue to do so, but it's also how these people are leaving their jobs. What do you mean by how? The first video out of the many viral videos shows an office manager hiding in what seems to be the janitor's closet and filming his employee who had stood up from his desk and started screaming. Screaming? 
They're calling it the Great Resignation. Then he just left. This has been happening across the country in offices, supermarkets, restaurants, pharmacies, airports, train stations, movie theaters. Workplaces all over have been struck by this phenomenon. Daycare centers, hospitals, so malls. Mark. So, Mark. Where are they going? Ah, uh, you know, parks, picnics, kids' recitals, home to play video games. Some have even started to take up new hobbies. Art classes, improv, pottery classes, book clubs, cooking classes, kickball leagues, kickball classes. You know, hobbies. Oh, oh my God. What does this mean for the economy? The thing is, Michael, all of these people are quitting, and most of them are not coming back, which means we are in the midst of a labor shortage. We're running out of workers. Workers? But we need those. How does the labor shortage impact the little guy like us? Michael, imagine everything you can about living in a society. Now, there's going to be less of that, and you're going to have to wait longer for it. We're going back to the Soviet Union. But weirdly enough, people seem happier. Economists have been working around the clock to figure out why that is. But it seems to be that in order for the current system to move forward, it needs to feed off the life force of its workers. Which, by the way, is known in the scientific community as inspirochromes. But I'll get to that later. What we are seeing firsthand, however or massive walkouts and acts of defiance. Acts of defiance? Yes, Michael, acts of defiance. The first one I've already described, but these acts are getting more and more elaborate. Radical, even. For example, as you know, people had to work from home at the height of the pandemic. But now that the pandemic is mostly blown over, a large group of people who have not quit yet refuse to go back to the office. Why is that? Studies show that working from home rules. In an office environment, it's not like you can sit in your underwear and scratch your balls and then smell your fingers, you know, for curiosity's sake. At home, you can do your work without having that one weird guy that everyone puts up with stare over your shoulder all day. But how are they getting work done if they're not in the office? Beats me. Another big moment, though, was the hostage situation that took place yesterday at a Starbucks in Indiana. Hostage situation? Yeah. Sometime in the middle of the day, all of the coffee shop employees simply decided to stop working. What do you mean, stop working? What I mean by stopped working is that they just stopped working. They sat at the counter and didn't do anything. 
they were effectively holding their work hostage to the point that there was even a standoff with the police. Stay in with your hands on your espresso machines. We have the building surrounded. If you don't resume your work immediately, we will send in the SWAT team and use force. They even got a negotiator involved. All right, all right, look, come on. You know I can't ask them to give you a raise or more vacation days or even health insurance. My hands are tight here, okay? The best I could do for you is uh, a pizza party and, uh, I don't know, six team building exercises. I know you want to go home. We all want to go home, right? But it's still 2 p.m. You have four hours left in your shift. Be reasonable. People need their coffee. How are they supposed to work after lunch if they don't have their coffee? You just gonna let people work while being sleepy? That's just irresponsible. Uh, okay, so we have all of these examples of acts of defiance from employees. Uh, but how are employers reacting to all of this madness? Not well. 300 employees at an Amazon fulfillment center in the Sparta Township in New Jersey attempted to unionize, to which Jeff Bezos responded by sending his army of 500,000 Persian soldiers to quiet the resistance. They even brought in elephants. They are in the presence of a god. They are quite fascinating. Even now, they are defiant in the face of annihilation. In the presence of a god, it is unwise for them to stand against us. There will be no glory in their sacrifice. Their defiance shall be erased from the histories. Those threats fell upon the deaf ears of the Amazon employees, however, as they slaughtered the entire Persian army while chanting, We're not gonna take it by Twisted Sister. They even pushed Jeff's elephants off nearby cliffs. Wow. Uh, so, tell me, why is it that nobody wants to get their fucking ass up and work anymore? What we are hearing from the employees themselves is that they're feeling burnout. Mostly caused by low pay, a lack of opportunities for advancement, and feeling disrespected at work. And that feeling quadrupled as a result of the pandemic. It's time to find something that's going to be better for my family. Something more stable. Something will allow me to provide for them. Why well, don't I have to go to work to be like, am I going to get fired today? Is my boss going to be in a shitty fucking mood today? Is it going to be on his goddamn period today? Hmm. So from what or I can... Or is it going to be crying and eating ice cream in between uppers and taking big fat stinky shits in the bathroom because he's lactose intolerant? So from what oh, I can... I got kids, man! So, from what I can understand, 
these feelings of burnout have been pent up for a number of years. And this great resignation seems to be the culmination of all of that buildup finally being released. I guess that makes sense, but it feels like there's something missing. You are right to feel that way, Michael. Because even though we know the feelings that caused the great resignation, what we haven't known for a while is what causes those feelings that caused the great resignation. At first, we thought it was terrorists, but it can't be terrorists. We always think it's terrorists. But when looking at these feelings of burnout, feeling stuck, and feeling used to the point of quitting your job, what could possibly create those feelings within someone? It's plants. Wait, what? It is plants, Michael. I've conferred with other members of the botanical economist community, and we've all come to the agreement that this happening is caused by the toxins released by a very particular plant known as the Magna Renunciatum. Hmm. Uh, I can maybe see that, but it still feels like something's missing. Uh, how did you all come to this conclusion? Well, what we noticed is that the first workplaces to get hit were the ones located near parks. As Schmunday was a particularly windy day, the toxic spores from the Magna Renunciatum plant blew into the nearby office buildings, causing psychotic episodes among the people who inhaled the neurotoxin. Whoa, what a twist. I did not see that coming. I know, right? Remember how I brought up the Inspirochromes earlier? So the neurotoxin, once inhaled, attacks the amygdala where the inspirochromes come from. This causes the amygdala to work overtime and produce ten times the inspirochromes usually produced, which gives the victim the simultaneous feeling of rage and euphoria. Make them feel like they can do anything, like write a screenplay, go on vacation, start a podcast. <clears throat> Studies have shown that the effects of this neurotoxin quintuples when the victim has ingested a moderate amount of caffeine that morning. Hmm. I'm having a hard time understanding. How would caffeine exacerbate the effects of the neurotoxin? Well, Michael, the best way I can describe the feeling is... Have you ever walked to work while sipping on a cup of Starbucks coffee while listening to... I want to break free by Queen? Mm, no, uh, but I have done something similar with Elton John's I'm Still Standing. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Now, picture that, but time 72. Oh, oh, my God. Exactly, Michael. Now, Michael, why do you think plants would do that? Because it's an act of nature, and we'll never fully understand it. Nice answer, Michael. You're right. I mean, science will come up with some reason to put it in the books. But in the end, It'll be just a theory. 
We will fail to acknowledge that there are forces at work beyond our understanding. To be a good part-time botanist, you must have a respectful awe for the laws of nature and the free market. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Michael. Nice answer. Thanks. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Jizz Pills. Jizz Pills. Pills for your jizz. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you like to shoot fat, stupid loads at your cock? <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why I take Jizz Pills. The only pills to give you those monster loads you only read about in the papers. <laughs> no more sad loads that remind you of your own mortality. No. Our loads will give you the confidence boost you need in the bedroom for when you blast all over your wife. Or your husband. We don't turn. They'll be lying there not knowing what hit them. Oh yeah. It's coming. So join me and the other hundreds of Americans who took the Jizz Pills pledge to not be the Ross Kardashian of their family. Enter promo code Jizz all day er day for 10% off your first order. Order your batch now and see how she or he or they will be coming back for more. <laughs> Here's what else you need to know today. Gary, who is the producer and audio engineer of the Shweekly podcast, turns 34 today. We had some cake at the office earlier, and it was really nice. Happy birthday, Gary. My gold, you said you wouldn't. The Shweekly was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Brandon Puff, Poopy Rubin, and Krista Commodore. Our theme music is by Rusty Mack. That's it for the Shweekly. I'm Michael Mabaro. See you next week.